Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ashley. A few years ago, we set off on a journey to start doing hard things that enrich our marriage, relationship with God, family, and our health. Along the way, we've met a lot of other people who are living intentional, countercultural lives and getting out of their comfort zones. And in each episode of the Uncommon People podcast, we'll discuss parts of our own journey or share inspiring stories from the journeys of others. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome back to the Uncommon People podcast. I always almost say YouTube channel <laughs> right before we jump into it. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem with all the different things. Yeah, it is. It's easy to say all of them. So today we're talking about exiting Funky Town, cue the funky music, white boy. <laughs> that might be copyrighted. I don't yeah, know. it probably is. But... um we're not funky enough for that. I'll just leave it there. So um, we're talking about how to get out of a funk today, basically. Because we're and, in a funk. Yeah, well, I'm just <laughs> maybe not in right this moment. I'm just so before we jump into the ideas, let me just give you a heads up on what we're calling a funk. I'm not talking about like depression necessarily um, or like, you know, you've had a huge trauma or huge loss. Like those are, these are not the tips to exit something like that. That takes a lot more time. These are like the hopefully like immediate, you know, emergent responses to being in a bad mood, waking up in a foul mood, something ticking you off and setting your day to the wrong course, that kind of experience. And mm-hmm. for all of us that, I mean, that looks different just depending on who we are or personality, different things bother different people. Some of the stuff that will put me in a funk doesn't even phase Aaron at all. Like he doesn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. So, I mean, a lot of it, I think just depends on your personality and we're not really talking about a specific kind of like funk or bad mood. We're not talking about just creative or just like a work funk or you know hobbies sometimes we get in a hobby slump where we're doing the same thing over and over a reading slump um exercise slump and just all different kinds there's totally a bunch of different kinds of ways that um we're talking about these slump what is it funky slumps Funky slumps slumps that, you know, we as humans kind of tend to dip into on occasion. And a lot of times we just want a quick exit. So get us out of those things. And I will say just from the top, the main thing that's not going to get you out of a funk is whining and complaining, especially not about said funk, because I mean, we just know that it doesn't profit us anything to sit around and gripe or, um, be babies. <laughs> I was trying to think of another way to say it that wasn't so pitiful. But yeah. that's what I say to the kids all the time. Well, to Jack, because he's old enough to understand. I'm like, you're being a baby. And he's trying to whine and complain to get out of his funks. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to get out of his tasks, really. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do that. We're guilty, too. Yeah. So, Aaron, kick us off. So, things that will get you out of a funk. One of the ones that I go to, uh, probably more often than not, is just to get outside. So, I mean, especially right now, because I'm working in the bedroom, basically, still working remote almost a year. Um, and so, if I need to, if I'm feeling, you know, particularly stressed out about work or, you know, I, I mean, I obviously spend my morning running, but if I need to, I'll even just walking to the mailbox, getting fresh air, feeling the heat of the day or the cool 
you know, if it's in that time of year, um, helps me just to kind of break up the, the flow of the funk. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense. Like if they're, if they're feeling particularly funky, then like just breaking up that moment to, you know, go outside and get some air or something like that helps a lot. Yeah. And you even, you leave the window open almost all, I mean, all the time that you can. Yeah. And I mean, our desk is right here by the window, so it's easy to just get a breeze, open the window on the other side of the room, get a nice cross breeze. Um, But going outside definitely helps a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of a like, I want to fix this bad mood right now. That's a good one for fixing it right now. And I feel like just any kind of activity gets those happier hormones and endorphins working Mm -hmm. in your head right the second one is taking a break from your social media to me this is a good one if you're like finding yourself repeatedly in a bad mood it could just be because what your influences are and sometimes we don't realize that that's basically the trigger until we take a break from it and we're like oh yeah now i'm not frustrated and annoyed because i'm not seeing you know I'm not discontent because I'm seeing so-and-so's perfect house all day on their curated Instagram. Or them posting their pictures from the vacation they took three years ago (laughs) and they're still posting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. So taking a break from your social media, even if it's just, you know, a day, it, I mean, it makes a difference. Any amount of time makes a difference, but an extended break is even more refreshing. So like if you find that you're repeatedly feeling kind of dumpy, it could just be because of the people that you're filling your brain with. Yeah, for sure. On the hills of that, news media is also kind of separate from social media, but um, in the same vein, like, man, just especially the culture that we live in or the times that we live in now with, I mean, we're past an election, so it's like, kind of calmed down a little bit but in reality it's still so the news media is just so polarizing so I find that news media gets me in a funk with other people Mm. like it's like if you if you're constantly listening to how bad a, a particular politician is or something like that and then you know people that support that politician and your view of them is is bad then that puts you in a funk with other people, which is frustrating. So, I mean, the I, I got so disconnected from, you know, the news media in the last four years just, just because it got so, you know, I just keep up with it just to know what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and, to, you know, if there's any kind of major events going on. But I used to consume it so much and now I don't. And so that and, – and I notice too when I start to take, take in more uh, that – it does sometimes stress me out or like mm-hmm. I'll feel like an elevated heart rate or something like that when, uh, when I'm taking in too much of that content. So news media, get away from that. No one, we don't need that negativity in our life. Yeah. I don't think you need a steady diet of news media. Like when something's going on, like you need to know, or if you're going to make a big decision, like who you're going to vote for or, you know, those kind of things, Yeah. then, I mean, it's important to be tuned into what's going on, but there's people that like news content. Yeah. Just like, sports or anything else but I mean it's just when it's real life and it's consistently negative Mm -hmm. it's just you know it's not the same as taking in sports or taking in a movie yeah I noticed whenever COVID first kicked off last year I was I put the Kins 5 that's our local one of our local news 
um, stations here on their app on my phone. And like, you know, I was checking the numbers every day and I was actually writing them in my journal cause I journal every day. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of interesting. And like, especially to go back in like 10 years and, you know, see that kind of thing, that's going to be history for us. So it's going to be, you know, just kind of funny, but I noticed once the, you know, excitement around the pandemic had kind of waned that the only thing the news, local news stations are reporting on is like who stabbed who, where that happened, who died in a car accident, whose kids got abducted, you know, like yeah. it's not like anything like, Hey, here's something great that happened, you know, cause no one wants to read that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all drawn to the horrific things. I don't know why our human nature is like, so we just can't not yeah. look at it. <laughs> I really liked John Krasinski, the gym from the office, like right when the pandemic started, he started that YouTube channel, some good news mm. and it was only good news. Yeah. And I don't know why it ended, but maybe he was too busy. Yeah. Or maybe he ran out of good news. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, taking, checking your news media, that was the third one. Yeah. That makes a big difference. And that's part of why I don't follow a lot of people um, on social media is because I want to assume the best about them and their political views and all this stuff. And like, I don't really want to know. I don't want to know. I just want to assume the best. Yeah. So the fourth one, fourth one is to check your diet, what you're eating. Um, I ate something that I was annoyed that I ate today, and it put, has put me in a funk this evening. Yeah. So for some of us, like eating a particular kind of thing is going to put you in a funk because it doesn't agree with your body. You know, like some of us can't tolerate sugar like others. Some of us can't tolerate meat or dairy as well as others. Some of us can't tolerate caffeine. certain, yeah, caffeine stimulants or certain, even certain fruits and vegetables. I mean, not everything agrees with every body, like physical body. Um, so, you know, there's that to keep in mind. If you eat something that makes you feel crummy physically, then yeah, you're probably mm. going to feel like a junk, not be in a great mood. But you also have to be conscientious of what you choose to eat, what it does to your brain. So for, you know, the people out there that don't have a great relationship with food, you know, if you just choose to eat something that you know you're going to regret eating, not only does it probably physically make you not feel great, it also mentally doesn't make you feel very good. Yeah. And so um, I don't think that necessarily applies to everyone. Well, the checking your diet in general probably does apply to For everyone. Sure. Like, are you drinking enough water? Yeah. Are you you're eating way too much sugar? Yeah. That's going to make you crash all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, if we do too much sugar type things, then we want more caffeine and then more caffeine affects sleep. I feel like, um, I'm looking through the list and we didn't say anything about sleep, but I feel like if you're feeling funky, (laughs) yeah, sleep can really reset a day for sure. Not all, not a lot of adults have that opportunity though, to take a nap in the middle of the day, especially if you work a job or you have kids. Um, but sometimes, you know, it just depends on the setup, but like if you're your diet informs your sleep a lot and vice versa. Those two are a lot, will have a greater connection than we realize sometimes. So keeping in mind what you're eating, that's probably not, I mean, it's probably not helping even if it's not directly, uh, maybe affecting you. Absolutely. Um, the next one is going to church and prayer, general spiritual things that these were not in a particular order, by the way. Um, but uh, that, in general, just getting to uh, church when you're feeling in a funk, especially if it's like 
you know, multi-day kind of thing. I mean, you should not wait for a funk to, to do that, to pray and to go to church, but, um, maybe you might step back and say, Oh, I haven't actually taken the time to pray in a couple days or, you know, right now with churches sometimes being canceled and services. I mean, even last week, our church had to cancel midweek stuff because of potential COVID exposure. So just in that, you know, um, not taking advantage of the opportunity to go could put you in a funk. Yeah. Especially for people that are used to going all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, our family, we go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, midweek, and then we're usually have something else at the church, at least one other night. I mean, that totally varies just depending. And so for us, if we have a week where there's like this past week where we had church on Sunday and then we had something Monday night. And then the rest of the week, there was nothing else until Sunday. Now, and we then were Sunday having, was only one service this, this right. next time around. Yeah, I mean, we were on Zoom, but not going to church, basically the total loss of routine can make you feel kind yeah. of funky, if nothing else. I can see that in our kids, too, when we you know, can't go to church. The only reason we wouldn't go to church is because we're out of town or because the you know, COVID stuff, someone's sick. Yeah. Or yeah. One of our family members is sick and I even see an effect on them. Joy was like, (laughs) I told them the next day, I was like, Oh, we can't go to church because we would just want to be safe and make sure we're not sharing any germs. And Joy's walking around going, want to go to Calvary church, want to go to church. So that's pretty pitiful, but yeah, definitely prayer and going to church. Uh, number six is writing or journaling. This can get this, this this maybe depends on your personality, because yeah. um, I, I think Aaron, you contributed this one, but you don't really do much writing or journaling, do you? I don't really. No, I mean I've tried it multiple times in life, and it's just never been something that I stuck with. Does it feel like work to you, or um, just doesn't feel natural? Or I guess it just doesn't feel natural. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't bring you any cathartic feelings of not really, you know, relief. No, I'm selling it really well, I know, but I mean, I know it works for some people. It works for you. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I mean, I've never really been a writer mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Journaling. Yeah, I write almost every day, like during my prayer time. Mostly it's prayers uh, whenever I'm writing, but sometimes like I'll have an idea that's churning in my head um, or just a repeated thought that I keep having Um, whether it's like, you know, spiritual or not, you know, whether it's just something that I can't, my brain Mm -hmm. is not letting go of and I will sit down and write about it. And if it's long enough, I'll type, you know, type it. I won't just handwrite it. Usually I have a journal and I'm handwriting, but I'll just get it out of my head. And more often than not, my brain will let it go after that. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Brains are so weird like that. And I think that's just a matter of wiring. I don't think uh, everyone's like that. I think, you know, for some people that that'll be super relatable and other people, um, you know, maybe not so much, but I think writing or journaling is something that you should try, especially if you've never tried it. And then I think that you should go back and try it multiple times. You know, if you're like, well, I tried that before and it doesn't really fit my personality. We're basically t- not totally different people every five years, but you know, like our lives change over time and, that's just something that I think is worth trying over and over again in your life, even if it's maybe it wasn't something that you felt like suited you well before. Um, 
And if you used to write a lot and you haven't been, you should do it again. I've kept a journal different. Like, you know, when I was younger, they were more like diary style type things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been writing almost every day since I was like 10, probably, maybe even a little younger than that. And it's just a good way to process stuff. Yeah. Good way to keep your brain in touch with what's going on with you, maybe. Yeah. And some people are more talkers than yeah. writers. <laughs> so seven. So another thing that you can do is talk to someone. And you could think of this as like a talk to a counselor kind of thing, but we're not really talking about the depression or the more intense. Although you don't have to be depressed to go to a counselor. No. But, but even just talking to a friend in something that's more that's just not so um, shallow, you know, as far as yeah, basic stuff that you always talk about. But if you're going through something or if you're having trouble getting out of a specific funk that's like, you know, work or something like that, I mean, you can talk to someone who has, who you know has been, had a shared experience, you know. Um, I, oftentimes with work stuff, I talk to my cousin because we share a similar career and, you know, or, or similar field. And so he's been through a lot of the stuff that I have. And so, you know, it's just easy to, if I'm have frustrations or something like that, it's easy. He can kind of get it, you know, mm -hmm. and there's people like that, friends like that, that no matter what you're going through, you probably have someone around you that you could talk to that has a similar or shared experience. Yeah. I think that, all of the big areas of our lives, we should have someone that we can relate to. Like, you know, I have mom friends because that's like the biggest role I play. And I have friends that I'm close enough to that I can talk to about like wife stuff. You know, of course, keeping confidentiality and privacy in mind and stuff like that and mm -hmm. things being appropriate. But, you know, you deal with stuff and have questions and get in funky moods with your spouse, with your kids, in your work, in your ministry. It's valuable to have someone in like every area that you can. Mm -hmm. And it could be the same person for, you know, multiple areas. Yeah. Uh, but that can be honest with you and sometimes just kind of help you brainstorm. Why do I feel like this about this? Mm-hmm kind of situation yeah another one and this is definitely my kind of my kind of contribution is to make a list and just do the next thing because sometimes I feel like my funks that I get in this is the way that they're most often remedied because I just I'll get in a funk where I don't want to do anything I'm just annoyed just mm -hmm. like peeved and not doing anything, I feel like you have to either choose an extreme. Either you go completely, just go to rest, chill out, accept things how they are in the moment, and just be there. But that's really hard to do sometimes, like in my life, when I have three children to take care of at the same time. Like, I can mentally do it, and sometimes that's enough to pull me out of the funk. Yeah. Just being like, you know, whatever I'm in a bad mood about most of the time I can't fix this right this moment. It's okay. I'm just going to leave it here. And ultimately I think you end up having to pray about it. If that's going to be your response is to just rest or on the total opposite end of it, you can make a list about, even if it doesn't have anything to do with why you're in a bad mood. Um, I'll, I feel like a lot of times for me, I get in a funk because I feel like I have more to do than I can accomplish. And it's like, 
paralysis. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. It it's like overwhelming, like paralysis. Like I have so much to do that I don't want to do anything yeah. type <laughs> type yeah. thing, which is, I mean, obviously not just not an option for your life. It may be an option for a day or two maybe, but I mean, you eventually have to do stuff. Right. And so just making a list, a basic list or, you know, however detailed you want to, whatever's going to set you up for success and just choosing something and doing it. How many times do you check it? Check what? Your list. <laughs> Are you being serious? Uh, all day? <laughs> Every time you say make a list, I always want to say check it twice. Oh, well, I'm not Santy. Um, yeah, it's fine. We could sing that song too. But uh, no, I mean, I do make... Do you make lists much? I mean, I know I do. Um, I mean, I'm... I'm not really. Mental lists don't count as lists, in my opinion. I make work-related lists, like what I need to do in the day. Yeah. Um, if something, I mean, if something you do it comes, on paper? Sometimes, yeah, or on computer. Mm. Like, but, I mean, if if I have, like, a bunch of tasks unloaded on me at once, mm-hmm. then I have to make a list. And then usually I have to ask, like, what's the priority here? Like, yeah. You know, so. But I don't think I really make a list I think the only other list that I really have that's consistent is like my running schedule because mm, mm-hmm. and I don't make that oh, list. yeah that one's made for you yeah so but I don't I, I mean I can't say that I really do list either I think that when one of my friends and I were talking about this the other day part of the thing with making lists is for some of us our life and the routine of our life dictates our list of what we're going to do. So like for you, you have like, you know, that sub list that you make for work basically, but outside of work, that's eight hours of your day and it's pretty well dictated Mm -hmm. for you. So it's like, I only have so many more hours of things that I would need to make a list for, you know, you had two other things that needed to be accomplished, three other things that four, maybe four other things that needed to be accomplished today. So it's small enough stuff to big tasks, but fewer I mean a small number that you're able to just remember if they need to be done and uh, I think I don't know that I think lists are more popular for the person that's the home like the keeper of the home in the relationship but I feel like managing myself the house a couple part-time jobs and the kids and your schedule I'm like if I don't make a list at all I don't know and I've tried not making lists before and it makes me feel I like the, I like to check things off a list. That's also probably a personality. If you make a list, do you have to finish it? I don't have to. I prefer to. So like I'll put stuff on the list and mark it off that I've already done because I want, you know, to see that that's done. Mm -hmm. But like I have one other thing on my list to do today and it's in the evening and I'm like, am I going to take the time to make this happen? I don't know. I really do appreciate seeing all my tasks marked off but like I will go to bed with dirty dishes in the sink I did it last night yeah I don't like it but I did it so anyway a long way around saying make your list check it twice well and do something (laughs) there's two types of people in the world those who can finish lists and number nine is shower and dress okay (laughs) <laughs> did you not finish the quote is that how it goes <laughs> oh i heard it hurts me number nine is uh shower and get dressed and that's uh that 
may seem silly, but I mean, I think that if you're, if you, especially in this time where a lot of people are working remote, uh, still, I feel like if you feel like you're in a, a funk in the middle of the day and maybe it's like getting close to lunchtime and you realize, Oh, I haven't even, I'm still in my pajamas oh. or whatever, you know? I mean, that that's was a cringing me. sound by the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> rare for me because like when I run, I change clothes and then I, when I get back, I have to take a shower or like, it'll just be bad. I mean, so <laughs> no uh, one will come close. No one to will you. come in the room. Joy will walk in and go, daddy, you wet. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, just, but just changing, putting on actual clothes, like, you know, something you probably wouldn't sleep in, right? Yeah. Something, well, and something you would wear out of the house, maybe even, you know, that makes you feel like you're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely helps if nothing else, just feel refreshed. Yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of make fun of, there's this like cleaning lady, cleaning routine from this lady called the fly lady and I kind of make fun of it sometimes because it's so intense although I've tried it and it works really well though it makes me a little bit neurotic but one of her like goals for the day Mm -hmm. is to get dressed all the way down to your shoes and so I like that advice if I know I'm going somewhere all in the morning I'll go ahead and get dressed all the way to my shoes if I know I'm going somewhere before like noon you Mm -hmm. know and it does make a difference how you feel about what does that even mean Getting like, dressed and putting your shoes on. Oh. <laughs> Didn't make sense. All the way down to your shoes. Yeah, down to your shoes. <laughs> Aaron did a little head twerk. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, but getting dressed to your shoes. So, I mean, like, if you feel even extra dumpy and you need to get out of a slump, maybe you just need to put your shoes on. And then go for a walk. Yeah, it may make you want to go somewhere. A lot of times, and we didn't put this on the list, but, you know, in kind of pandemic-y times still... Sometimes we're staying home too much. I realized yeah. I've made way too big of a deal over going out with the kids. It's not that big of a deal. I've been acting like it's, you know, such a huge deal to get out of the house with three kids and it's not. Yeah. So getting out of the house does make a difference. So the very last one we'll recommend, this is the 10th one, is to watch something funny. And particularly we're talking, I think we're talking if we're on the same page about comedy stand up and we recommend dry bar comedy that's on youtube and they and have an a app. yeah they have an app that and has a free. lot more like, right completely free it's free yeah. yeah and it has full specials and then there's clips and stuff like that but um it's based out of utah i think it's owned by like mormons, uh, mormons yeah some latter day yeah. saints folks so it's completely clean mhm there's so there's no, no language, yeah. and no innu. Well, I mean, there are maybe slight you, innuendo, but not like anything. Every once in a while, you'll get like a very, very mild profanity. Yeah, like not a four typical four letter. No, like nothing like that. Very mild profanity. And it's like once in the show, and usually they're like, "Don't kick me out for saying that word." Yeah. <laughs> and most of, most of them do not say no. anything at all. No, but they're hilarious. Almost. I mean, it's rare for us to watch one and be like, this wasn't funny, you know? Um, so Dwayne Perkins, he's my favorite one on there. Yeah. I, I like, Oh, well, man, what's my favorite one? The girl. I'm going to have to find it out. Really country. Well, yeah, I guess she is pretty country. Southern. Southern. Dwayne Perkins is really funny. He's a good one that you can find on there. But yeah, I love. I mean, I love stand-up comedy. I think in another 
life, I might would have been a stand-up, you know, tried to be a stand-up comic. I think that that's... I am a comic in this life. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, stand-up one. Mm -hmm. Leanne Morgan. That's the one that I think is hilarious. She just kills me. Yeah. So you can look those folks up on the YouTubes. They're fun. Uh, But yeah, definitely just getting a laugh is really good. So, um, you know, it's just one of those uh, things where you got to try some, some, uh, something you got to take your funk into your own hands. <laughs> that sounds stinky. <laughs> you, you have to, you know, you if you're if you're the kind of person that would just sit and pout, just mm. get up and do something about it. Whether it's watch a comedy or uh, find some time in prayer, or I mean, there's different levels across all the spectrums. You know, just um, just do something. Just take it in your own hands and don't sit in that, especially in these times where it's easy to, to get into a funk. It's very easy to slip into one and, and you have to be proactive to get out of it. So hope you, hopefully you uh, gleaned something from this. And if you're in a funk, maybe, uh, our podcast will help get you out of the funk as well. Get out of um, funky town, get over yourself. Get out of funky <laughs> town. And, uh, yeah, please, uh, subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, send us a message on Instagram. We're at uncommon people podcast, um, and uncommon people We appreciate you listening and we look forward to seeing you in the next podcast or the next vlog. Yeah. Check us on the YouTube. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you.